Hi everyone. Editing Gremlin Katie here again. Our audio went a little bit awry this week. We have no idea why, considering, once again, we have the same settings every time. But MM's audio somehow picked up her and me. So everything's a little bit blended. I can't really edit around crosstalk. You're going to hear just many, how many times I say um. And uh, But that's still a great story. And so it's just going to be a little bit rougher, a little bit more freewheeling. A little bit more uh, what it would be like if you were sitting here in our studios with us and just letting you know. Happy New Year and we'll see you next week. Just so everybody knows, I am a glass and a half in at this point because we've been talking for an hour. We did. We we inside baseball talked for yeah. an hour. It was all about catching up and um, yes, holiday talk, recovery talk. Downtime. And you know, the, you know when you talk to someone. Um, I mean, and MM and I talk regularly, so it's not. It's not like we were like catching up, like oh, and how are the kids? Although I did ask how the kids That's were true, because true, I wanted. True. I wanted to know how they received Aunt Katie's uh, Christmas gifts. Loved them. Loved them. It was. It's more of the like. I find this with every friend that there is always a solid 15 to 20 minutes of pandemic talk. You got to get it out either, of your system. Either tangential yeah. or I witnessed something stupid mm-hmm. or this person crowded me in line or something. There's always some sort of like, or we hey, had this COVID scare this week. Exactly. Oh, my phone buzzed at oh, me God. and then told me that two weeks ago I yeah. was near somebody. That was my Christmas gift from the universe was waking up on Christmas Day to my phone buzzing with a COVID exposure notification from 13 days prior. I mean... And I know they're trying so hard with contact tracing and stuff, but like it's only the people who are opting in. And I mm-hmm. feel like the people who are dangerous are not the people who are opting into this mm-hmm. wonderful tracking thing. Um, but yeah, I I had gotten notified of mine and it was for the 16th and I had gotten tested five days after that for and just anyway, because I was going to gather for Christmas. So we were all getting tested and I was just like, well, I got tested anyway but this is not useful information no (laughs) anyway so Uh, here we we are talked about the holidays we talked about you know talked about weather the way your old and millennial ants tend to do yes yes and you know i feel the rain in my bones and whatnot Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. in seattle we're pretty encased in ice right now so that's fun super fun um we're not getting over 30 for the next couple of weeks. So we're just sort of, you know, whatever melts refreezes at night. And um, there's been a couple of days where my Alexa is just like, don't go outside. <laughs> Alexa's like, bitch, <laughs> stay in. I'm warning you. So, uh, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, well. So uh, we're fully warmed up and ready yeah, to that's go. Right. Chatting, uh, a little jokes. bit more, A little bit more inside baseball. So I have a running list. Mm-hmm. of topics that I want to cover on this here Same. lovely pod someday. And due to the nature of the subject of our pod, most of them are a little, shall we say, dark. I mean, 
I, I feel like what you have on your list is going to be more interesting than what I referred to last week, but it's just, it's a lot of like, then that dude killed his family. Or, yeah. Right. I also have a lot of, and then they never saw that person again. again. Right. Uh, so following in your lead from the last episode, I thought maybe we should round out the end of the year with something that's not quite so depressing. I feel like 2021 handled that all on its own. So I yeah, think right? something lighter is a great idea. So there, there are dark elements here, but overall, this is just an interesting mystery. I I will give the appropriate content warnings before we get there. And just from the outset, it's going to be a content warning of, why are men? Why are men? Why are men? Why are men? men? The only acceptable man currently Mm -hmm. is Oliver Queen, who is sitting on a soft blanket, which he never really does, but he's trapped in here with me as my landlord does work. So if you hear any sort of noise yeah. my landlord's doing some work in my bathroom so we are in the podcast studio um, and, and, and ollie wants nothing more than to like be a child like carving his name in um, <laughs> the, in the sidewalk nice. he just wants to be in there all the time like he like if i go into because i can still use the bathroom it's just i can't right. shower well um, we all know that oliver or we being me knows how yeah. territorial oliver is of is. you so I can imagine he's smelling these other humans in his space and being like, fuck you. You're not yeah. Katie. I mean, he's generally okay um, towards them, but he, oh, he'll really? hide a while. He's okay he, towards them? He doesn't, like, get up in their faces and hiss at them? And He's kind of a misogynist because he hisses mm-hmm. more at women. Mm-mm. No, no, <laughs> he, no, no. He does not believe that we should all lift each other up. He's oh. like, there, could, there could only be one. And it's Katie. Damn. Um, but he just, he's also, he's scared, but he's also so curious. And then once, so whenever uh, my landlord's not here, because it's a multi-day process, because shit has to dry and mm-hmm. he's going to replaster mm-hmm. stuff. Um, he just wants to be in the bathroom so bad. He just, it's his, his one goal in life is to mm-hmm. be in there. And I'm just like, one, I don't need you licking plaster off of your paws and then it turning into a little plaster spike in your stomach, because I assume that's what would happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so he just is, he's like, and he's always at the door, like hitting it, like, let me in, let me in. I'm just like, it's just the bathroom. You've been in there. I trapped him in here with me and he looks real pissed, but he also looks real cute. And now he is slowly falling asleep on his soft blanket. So he's drowsy eyes. He's currently, I I mean, and I assume super husband, but super husband isn't sitting here with us right now. So the only good man right now. Right now. Is Oliver Queen. Yes. (laughs) Correct. So this is episode... 57. 57. I'm MM. I'm Katie. This is the Wine Test Mysteries podcast. We talk about <laughs> wine. Mysteries. Weather. Why I'm encased in both a robe, <laughs> an old blanket. Yeah, I got my blanket. Head- got my blanket here. Got my blanket. The, the headphones really uh, add some warmth. They do. Oh. Like, much like earmuffs. I was going to say fashion, but also warmth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's also fashion. Also also fashion. fashion. So today um, we are going to yes. talk about Candy Jones model pinup Manchurian candidate? Question mark. <gasps> Question Ooh, mark. Yeah. Are we ready? 
we're almost ready. I need to close. Um, you know how in Chrome, like it shows like what you've recently downloaded. Yeah. My recent downloads are always hilarious because it's almost always sound effects I've downloaded editing the last thing. Oh. So it was like Taco Bell bong and like all these other sound effects. I'm like, I'm just staring at it and it's just dragging me. So nice. I enjoyed our Warminster thing, um, but it was all the sound effects I used there. The editing was impeccable. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. So All right, so now I'm ready. I'm ready for maturing candidate. Question model. mark? Question mark? Allegedly. Allegedly, perhaps, maybe. Not to continue to make Jesus and Mirror references, but allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so Candy Jones, uh, not her real name, was actually Whoa. born. I know. She was born Jessica Arlene Wilcox. Okay. December 31st, 1925. So almost a New Year's baby. Now, this is important for like, I don't know, three minutes from now. So I don't even have Got to say, keep, try to keep it in the back of your mind. For, foreshadowing. But foreshadowing. Her, her middle name, Arlene, is A-R-L-I-N-E. Okay? So Just, it's Arline. Got yes. It. Okay. So she was a model. She was a writer. She was a businesswoman. She was a radio talk show hostess. And perhaps mentoring Canada? Question mark? Michelle Obama, who her so heavy getting no products? Michelle Obama, who her so heavy getting no products? So she was born to a very well off family in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, but she was raised and went to school in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So I'm getting a lot of Boardwalk Empire vibes. Candy makes more sense. And then also, um, when you say Wilkesbury, mm-hmm. do you mean like Wilkes Bar? Is that how it's spelled? Yes. And I specifically yeah. looked it up because I was like, I've always in my head say Wilkes Bar and I have a feeling always. that may not be correct. So I did the little YouTube with the, how do I pronounce this? Barry. Yeah. You would never think. Never. I just remember seeing it everywhere when I lived in uh-huh. Pennsylvania and I literally like would say it and no one would like correct me. Mm. And I was just like, and then when I found out, I was just like, Whoever I said that around is a traitor and a liar. Well, it's like, yeah, you have spinach in your teeth and nobody tells you. Thanks. Or like an Oreo crumb, which is more likely for me. um... Her family's well off, but apparently she endured some pretty horrific physical abuse by her parents as a child. And she was, I, I don't know what their deal was, but she was apparently always just kind of shuttled around different relatives' houses. But when she was with her mom, her mom apparently would just keep her locked up in rooms and isolation and also in like dark rooms. So I know absolutely horrible. So when she was a child, she developed a lot of imaginary friends to help her cope Mm -hmm. with this. And the one imaginary friend that kind of she remembered and like stayed with her through to adulthood was named Arlene. But this Arlene was a R L E N E. Okay. And Arlene was like the opposite of Candy. She was like really tough and domineering and bossy, yes, yes. right? And her her Tyler Durden, if you will. Yes, thank you. So she grows up into an absolutely gorgeous woman. She was over six feet tall. I saw a couple of different references to her height. Some were like she was about six four. Some were like she was just under six four. So she is a tall woman. And I am going to do a screen share here to show Dad, you some of the pictures. Yes, and just like 
Y'all, if you want to think of someone who's super Stunning. tall like that, think of like Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, like yes. just towering over everyone, very statuesque. Oh wow, she's beautiful. Right? And let me and she, so this isn't um she's so born in the twenties, right? So you have to mm-hmm. think black and white photo, and she's got like the little curled under very like early forties with the curled under bob kind of yes. a look, like with pin. She probably has her hair like in pin rolled curls. And this is another picture of hers that I absolutely love, if you can see it. So this is her. Um, it's very uh, Barbarella, very, yeah. But the thing that I really love is that she she's gorgeous and obviously a real woman. Like she's got, oh, yeah. you know, like her thighs look like a normal person's thighs. This was like when... Ladies were ladies. There was no Photoshop going on. Yeah, very, very like Betty Page. Yes, you know, yes, hourglass, yes, hourglass. So she, of course, starts pursuing a career as a model. I don't know the year, but she was a runner-up for Miss New Jersey in the Miss America contest one year. And then, because she's also a super smart cookie, she was able to take her runner-up status and turn that into a job working at Miss America. Right. So it's like smart, too. So she had a really successful career doing that. And then during World War Two, she was one of the most photographed women, like leading pinup model. They said in one month in 1943, I thought this was for the year, but it wasn't the year. It was in one month. She was on 11 magazine covers. Wow. She was hot. hot, 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 hot. And this is where this story gets even more interesting. Buckle. So, as famous people did in World War II, she was part of the USO tour. And she was on a very long leg of the USO USO tour in the Philippines. And she got really sick with malaria. Like, super high fever. She had malaria. So, she is in uh, the hospital there. The American, like, the Army Military Hospital. Mm -hmm. And she was treated by someone named Dr. Gilbert Jensen. It turns out, as we later we will find out, that was not his real name. And he was actually a Dr. William S. Kroger, a psychologist, who was one time associated with UCLA. Okay, Kroger. Okay. Uh-huh. So, after the war, Candy gets married to a guy named Harry Conover, who was called the fashion czar he was one of the first model agents (laughs) i know i was like fashion czar he was one of the he like started the entire concept of the cover girl and he was one of and he was one of the first agents for models so he really had a big (laughs) hand in this entire industry and obviously had worked with candy a lot Mm -hmm. they had three sons together however Candy said that she was, while gorgeous, right? That she had very little intimate experience before she got married to Harry. So she didn't realize that he was either bisexual or gay until years into their marriage. And I guess a couple things started falling into place. From everything I read, it sounded like he was a pretty unhappy dude and he drank a lot and it seemed like the only times that he approached her were when he had been drinking a lot 
Oh. And then in 1958, he disappeared for a while. He shows back up. Don't worry. We're not going to. So disappeared like... I'm going on the lamb, like I'm going on the road, like I, I'm choosing to disappear, like no one is taking me. I'm just like correct, but she didn't okay. know where he was, and he was just gone. Um, okay. so she calls the police because she's like us. It's like, did he choose to disappear? Like, what is going on? And his absence and disappearance was all over the news. Turned out he was just on a really long bender. Oh my god! So when he came back. She filed for divorce in 1959, which is good, good for her. However, after the divorce, she ended up with custody of her three sons, which is good for her. A whole lot of debt because he had uh, moved a bunch of their money around. And also $36 was like, that was it. That was all she had. So it was at this time she was because again she's super smart and right and as well as absolutely gorgeous. So she's like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. She opens a modeling school, which I thought was pretty smart, right? All right, Tyra. Exactly. She also started working for NBC Radio, which at first she said she only took the job because it was. You know, helping her financially. So, I, well, I guess her three kids were in private school. And she was like. I have $36. I have $36 in considerable debts. Uh, so she's like, okay, this will help like get them through school and pay for their tuition. So as she's working for NBC and doing different interviews, she meets a lot of people in the entertainment business, politics, and the military. And a lot of these people she already knew because she had been touring with the USO. So, like, she she had met them before. She meets them again. So she's just, you know, building up this network of famous and influential people that she knows. Yeah. Um, Which I'm just in awe of anyway because I'm bad at networking. <laughs> well, but also, like, like I don't... trauma. She's been through well, yeah. considerable trauma, like childhood trauma, and then with her husband, and then yeah. having to, like continuously like pick herself back up and kind of oh, reinvent yeah. I herself mean, I'm in right awe of that. but just in general um i'm also just in awe of people in general who can be like oh i met that person at something mm-hmm. one time let me like talk to like and like people who can build a network yeah that that's perhaps not how yeah yeah millennial aunt katie has operated in her life uh <laughs> do i mean i my my friends and network are lovely, but it it was not built in like I'm just in awe of people who can like same, same, deal and deal. Same, 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 same. Well, on her birthday in 1972, she marries a radio host whose name I hadn't really thought about until right this moment, but his name was Long John Nebel. But he he was like the 70s version of the radio shock jock. Like he had a very popular program that he hosted that was uh, about paranormal topics. Oh. Mm-hmm. So shock jock. So are we talking like, not that you've gone back and listened to all of this No, apparently he saying, had like, like a, a, he had a reputation for pulling pranks and things like that on Okay, so more like... Um, trying to think of what the joke was on parks and rec uh like so-and-so and the douche versus like <laughs> yes, yes 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 okay. yes yes 
she marries this dude. They'd only yes. dated for a month. So this was like whirlwind romance. They're super into each other. They get married. So shortly after they got married, because they only dated for a month. I'm just imagining her going like, I, Candy, take you, Long John. <laughs> I know. But then I'm like, was that just his radio name? Did he go by John? I hope so. Jack Diamond would go by Jack Diamond okay. all the time. Did you ever eat at Long John Silver's? No. I'm sorry for you. I used to love going there when I was a kid because, you know, it's pirate themed because it's Long John Well, and fish Silvers, sticks are delicious. Right. But like, still. Right. So, but my favorite part was just like in um, Steven Universe and the Crystal Gems where at the French fry stand, he always was the fry bits at the bottom. Give him the bits. The bits. The bits. The bits. The bits. The bits. Okay. Okay. Take it easy on the counter, will you? That's a, that's a Papa Haas. Uh, order right there. He wants the, the, the burned bits yes! of literally everything. He wants the the edge of the brownie. Yes. He wants the edge of the lasagna. Oh, I do where, want the edge of the lasagna. That's the I mean, best the part. Edge of the lasagna is amazing, but like his dream of edge of lasagna yeah. is like where some of the pasta is perhaps so burned that it's like yeah. hard to eat. Yeah. Um, he wants. I mean, I I think I might have cut this out, but you and I have definitely talked about this. Where one of the snacks that his family would have is they would fry a slice of. Uh, for provolone cheese. Yes, so yes, he yes. Wants the, he wants the crispy. I also crispy, so. really like the very burnt end of the brisket, like the brisket in. Oh, so good. Okay. Back when I ate meat, that's oh, what so good. So that's what I think anyway. of when I'm reading Long John. Long story <laughs> short, when I read Long John Neville, I think of a really disgusting 80s fast food seafood joint. Okay. Mm-hmm. With delicious fried bits. So a few weeks into their marriage, because they've only been, they've only like known each other for a month. Although apparently he was a photographer way back in the day. So like they had known each other, but they really only like dated for a month in the 70s. Right, right, right. Um, So they've been like together for a few weeks after they got married. And she Mm -hmm. tells Long John that she had worked for the FBI for a while and added mysteriously that she may just have to go out of town on occasion without a reason and scratch yeah what yes he also noticed at the same time that she could have pretty violent mood swings not often but when they happened he he was like she's normally this very like soft-spoken very happy just laid-back person and then out of nowhere she'd have a really violent mood swing where she would just like get super dark and angry and have like a different tone in her voice. And it would, then it would just like immediately snap back and it was like, it never happened. And he's like, that's fucking weird. So he's like, so almost like, so when, so when we think mood swings, do we mm-hmm. think like, I mean, I mean, you've already foreshadowing um, that it might be like her switch, mm-hmm. very winter soldiery or because she's had this trauma trauma right it's like it could be either one right mystery uh, a bipolar situation a split personality situation some kind of disassociativeness right right? like we don't know so he starts to hypnotize candy because apparently he He (laughs) knows yes himself he knows how to do this and she's he went and watched a youtube video and he's like we can do this and she's like and she's like I'm going to be a horrible candidate for hypnosis and then like immediately goes under and he tapes all of their sessions. Huh. And while hypnotizing her, 
supposedly uncovers this alternate personality named Arlene. And she gives a very long account of her being trained in a CIA mind control program. So not the FBI. Not the FBI. Often at West Coast colleges and universities. I Also known as UCLA. I mean. And so he apparently recorded hundreds of hours of her being under hypnosis. Wow. She, she did say that she had some some conscious memories of her involvement in mind control programs. And she said in the sixties at her modeling school, an old USO acquaintance who was just an unnamed retired army general. They never get into specifics there. Mm -hmm. Super casually goes to the modeling school, says, Hey candy. Hey girl. Hey, is it cool if we use your modeling school as a mailing address to like get some letters and packages and stuff. And I'm like, girl, this is the army. You think they don't have an address, but okay. Like, or they don't need like a secure, like this isn't, we're just going to dead drop this thing. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, what? But this, what? Is, this also harkens back to the story the of the sisters, right? The yes, Virginia sisters. The immediately yes. what I thought of. I was just like, someone else Who does this? Can I use, I need a mailing address. Soup's cash. Soup's cash. No big deal. And then she's like, well, I am a patriot and I love my country. <laughs> so, of course. And I worked for the FBI previously. Right. Oh, and also, no big deal. I'm a like, down bitch. Right. And, and like, no big deal. Soup's cash. Like, we know that you travel on business for, like, modeling school work. And you carry some stuff for us. Would you mind sometimes, like, when things get delivered here, could you, like, maybe take them to those other places with you and, like, drop them off with people that we could tell you to drop them off with? And she was like, absolutely. I love America. (laughs) I, sir, am a patriot. Yeah. So eventually... She was asked to deliver a letter to Oakland, California on a business trip that she had previously scheduled. So again, she's like, I love America. So absolutely. And she was surprised to discover that the letter that she's supposed to deliver was going to the same Dr. Jensen that had treated her in the Philippines 20 years earlier. Hmm. Hmm. So she meets up with Dr. Jensen and his associate, Dr. Marshall Berger, which is apparently another alias. Um, And they said, you know what? If you're willing to engage in some further activities for us, we can give you like a lot of money. And she's like, um... Cool. My modeling school isn't doing so great. And I've got three kids. I don't know if I mentioned this. Three kids in private school, and they've got a big old tuition bill I gotta pay. So this all sounds like something I would be interested in because I love my country so much. And everybody needs money. So she's like, yes. You're not gonna have me murder anybody. So just I mean they don't program me to do stuff. Right. It's fine. It's fine, totally fine. So back to Long John and Candy. Long John said that his hypothesis was that Dr. Jensen became her control agent. And 
her, wa- her handler, if, if you will. will. And that Michael Vaughn to if, her Sydney Briscoe. In Alias, yes, one of the greatest TV shows. Of all time. Yes. While Candy was being submitted to these hypnosis sessions with Dr. Jensen, she would be injected with experimental drugs like LSD. And that is when Dr. Jensen also discovered Arlene. The theory is he's able to bring Arlene to the forefront of Candy's mind so that Arlene could be the dominant personality and they could send Arlene on these experimental missions. Okay. So this was their way of creating a messenger who wouldn't reveal, even under torture, anything about a mission. This is fully Winter Soldier. Yes. And Arlene, not Candy, but Arlene was trained to use explosives, fight in close combat with improvised weapons, and supposedly kill with her bare hands, and then conditioned to resist pain and taught about disguises and communications. Now this is where okay. the con- this is where the content warning comes in, and for just general 1960s weirdness, and also why are men why are men and leave women's bodies alone even when you sign up to take part in experimental CIA programs that involve hypnosis and delivering mysterious packages and injecting me with LSD while I'm under a state of hypnosis. We should have some bodily autonomy. Okay, all that aside, yes. Long John is taping Arlene speaking under hypnosis. Yeah. And there's supposedly some very creepy details that Candy reveals about some of this conditioning that she was taught in order to resist pain. The worst one, buckle up everybody. And hey, if you don't want to hear this part, people, just skip ahead like 20, 30 seconds. Okay. She supposedly lit a candle and put it in her vagina oh, no, no. without registering pain or fear. And according to the memories of Arlene during hypnosis, did this in front of 24 doctors in an auditorium in Langley, Virginia, which is the CIA headquarters. Yes, yes. And Katie has left... Not the room because it's nice and toasty and warm, but she's left the screen. Yeah, I was like, why? But why? But why? But why? You know, I'm not. I don't want to take away from this. One, terrible. Two, the fact that there's a whole panel of people watching her. But three, at a certain point, it, the flame goes out. So you put it real well, quick. But I'm like your body. You just put the flame out. But I'm like really, really fast. Like if you like. Okay. <laughs> but like, which way is the flame pointed? Like I don't know if it's more of like a fear thing that like the flame is coming oh, towards like, like you, a, like a match. Like if you hold yes. a match upside down, and yes, it, oh, oh. right. They did. either way terrible. No matter what, terrible. awful. And you know what? I don't want to know. No, I don't. I don't want to know. And I'm really upset that like now my brain is like, but how would that work? No. <laughs> but how? Let's talk about the candle. Was it organic? Like, was it pumpkin spice? Oh, oh, I hope for her. I think I hope not. 
I hope not as well. Ooh. I hope it's just like a nice taper. I hope it was beeswax. Yeah, like a nice, <laughs> like a white taper. Yeah, candle. yeah, yeah. Unscented and dyed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Anywho, so the theory goes that as Arlene, she claimed to have gone to a lot of military training camps and military bases, secret medical facilities across America, as well as a visit to South Vietnam in 1970 with the USO, where she suspected. There was a connection between that visit and a failed attempt to free a bunch of American uh, prisoners of war from North Vietnam, which I thought was like, that's pretty specific. Yeah. Pretty specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, really interesting. Candy Jones apparently had a passport in the name of Arlene Grant, which was in the photo was Candy in a really dark wig with a lot of makeup on. And she said that she had no recollection of ever posing for this picture or like why she had this passport in her possession. That is the part where I'm like, Ooh, what I'm like marveling at right now. And I didn't mean to, to make a pun in that way. is just how winter soldiery this is. Cause it's very like a clear delineation between, this is not to say that I know much about multiple personalities or split personalities or anything like that, but you would think that there's not like a clear, like, you know, I'm going to be Arlene right now, you know, so something has to trigger it. Yeah. Right. What's who's to say that she could be on like a mission or whatever. And then just be like, <laughs> and then she'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm candy mm-hmm. and candy has no skills like this. And like, how could they be certain that they were only teaching Arlene right. skills yeah. and that? Like it's so winter soldiery that I'm just like, there's a lot of questions there, but also like, even if this is a delusion of some sort and is not true, which I'm not saying that's what I think, because I think it's a lot of coincidence and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I feel like there's not enough publicly available information for her to be able to make a lot of the stuff up that she's making. Like if, if it was uh-huh. like a, a fantasy from trauma, but it's getting a passport is a long way to go. Yes. Also interesting. Well, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave this. There's there's a couple of other pieces of evidence that come up later. Okay. Okay. So, uh her claims and so her or I guess the claims she made under hypnosis and Long John's claims were first made public in 1976 um in an article called The Control of actually not an article, it was a book called The Control of Candy Jones. Which okay, is published by Playboy Press. Like, I'm not saying they don't do real news, but like, it's kind of like, mm. so he apparently, Long John, totally accepted everything that she said under hypnosis and talked a lot about killing this quote unquote Dr. Jensen. He was just like, if I ever find that dude, I'm going to kill him. Okay. But then you have to weigh that with the fact that he was known to be a prankster with um, his radio audience. And mm-hmm. so a lot of his audience doubted about whether these memories that he was able to help Candy recover were actually real. What a shitty prank. That would have been awful. But a lot of- You sk- pranked. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm like, you say his radio audience, did they read the book? Or was it like he was talking about this on his show? Great question. Not sure. Okay. Uh, but then later, of course, skeptics were arguing that a false memory syndrome was more likely explanation for what she said under hypnosis than the fact that she was actually a, a, an agent controlled. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, however, several years later, 
her story gained more notice after there were public disclosures of the CIA's MKUltra program in 1977. So she was making these claims before MKUltra oh, came wow. into like public. So like, oh, this is way too out there. They're like, yeah, MKUltra right. Comes out and they're like, maybe. <laughs> they're like, okay, it fits. Seems Sounds about right. Legit. Seems legit. <laughs> that, that tracks. Yeah. So rather than being turned into a case of multiple personality disorder by her handlers, like a lot of people were in the MKUltra program, the theory is that Dr. Jensen took advantage of the fact that she had a pre-existing disassociative disorder from her childhood and exploited that to kind of fit her into this program. So here's some more like random pieces of evidence. A lot of her associates in the modeling schools that she ran said that she did have a lot of interesting absences where she would just be gone on supposed business trips. And they were like, well, there's really no business to be done in that area. Like, why is she on a business trip? Uh, we already talked about the passport. A third one is that she apparently always carried lipstick that she claimed contained poison. So she would use it to commit suicide if she were ever captured. Captured by who? <laughs> Um, like if you're, this was like Cold War times, so Russia. Oh, no, I know if, if this is candy though. Yeah. So if candy is so candy who does not have memories of what. Arlene well, I think doing. I think Candy said this under hypnosis. Oh, okay, as okay, okay. Arlene is right. I was I was I was assuming that it was like her just telling her modeling school associate. <laughs> like, by the way, he asked, "Don't ever borrow this lipstick from me," uh, or maybe that was just what she said, just to keep them bitches out of her purse. I don't know. Use your own lipstick. Now, this is also very interesting. There is a tape-recorded message, because remember, folks, there used to be answering machines with tapes that would record your messages um, that was left on her and Long John's home telephone number in July of 1973. And it went, this is Japan Airlines calling on the 3rd of July for 10 p.m. Please have Miss Grant, not Katie Jones, but have Miss Grant call, and then there's a number. She is holding a reservation on Japan Airlines Flight 5 for the 6th of July, Kennedy to Tokyo, with an option on to Taipei. This is per Cynthia that we are calling. So Candy gets this voicemail Mm -hmm. um, message. She calls the number that they left in the voicemail. She asks for Cynthia, and she's told, no one of that name works here. Weird. Right. Then there was also a letter that Candy wrote to her attorney. Oh, by the way, his name was William Williams. And I just want to, to all the people out there who have the first name, last name thing going on, I am, I am so sorry. And also your parents are terrible. All right. Tom, Thomas like, Thompson. Well, that's not even as bad. Like Thomas, it'd have to be Thomas Thomas. Philip Phillips. Right. David Davidson. Um, or David David's. Yeah, that too. So she um, she wrote a letter to her attorney that said, um, if I die or disappear suddenly or under unusual circumstances, you need to, like, I wanted to leave this letter with you. And I can't reveal to you at this time, like, the contents. Like, don't open it unless one of those things happens. Mm-hmm. And there was an article in 1971. This is just interesting. That was published in Science Digest, where 
the author openly discussed the successful creation of amnesiatic couriers of the type that would fit into what Candy Jones said happened to her. Interesting. Yes. And then she died in 1990 of cancer when she's only 64. Oh. I know. So that's it. That's the mystery. It's like, it's like, was it like hypnotic suggestion? Was it just a disassociative disorder from her childhood? Did this actually happen to her? Was she like the canary in the coal mine for the MK Ultra project? We don't know. And it's not like they can interview her further, do any tests like that. So it it would have to be. CIA or the military releasing information to confirm or deny. And if I've learned anything from this episode, it is when someone shows up and asks you to drop mail at your home (laughs) or place of business, I don't care how much of a fucking patriot you are. The military has mail facilities. Exactly. You don't need to leave your mail here. You pay people to take your mail elsewhere. No, thank you, sir. No. Goodness. Oh my goodness. Unless you're going to give me the good, good drugs. If you're going to give me the LSD, maybe, but like I want it on my terms, you know? Give me, give me that good, those good mushrooms. I want the micro doses, you know, though. I don't, I don't want to be injected. You don't want macro dosing. I really um, don't. No, thank you. That is fascinating. I want to look up that, uh, that Science Digest article. Oh, no, then... I've got it. We'll link it in the show notes, Ooh. but I, I, you can find it online. Yeah. That's so cool. I've never heard of this. I hadn't either. And I was like, wow, how have I never heard of this? Also, I've just never heard of her in general, along with kind of like the pinups like you think of. Like, yeah, yeah. given my love of alias, this like is right up my alley. <laughs> and then it made me sad that she had such like a, she had such a sad childhood and first yeah. marriage and then. And cancer. Cancer and bitch can't even catch a break while she's being a CEO. She's got to get like all MK Ultra. Do you know what I'm saying? She's just trying to run a modeling school and marry her her paranormal radio show love of her life. And then yeah. you know she's got to get all hypnotized and injected and shit. It's like Ugh. leave her alone for Christ's sake. You know. Good work, Candy. I salute you. Uh, as do I. Cheers, Candy. Cheers. Cheers. That's so cool. Um, I love Alias. So uh, I was like bated breath the whole time. And Lizards, um, depending on your ages and things like that, if you haven't watched Alias, give it a go. Uh, Start making turn for Jennifer Garner. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what put her on the map. Because before that, it was like Felicity and like whatever. Which and seasons was were, were the best though? There was one season. One and two. Yeah, season three is where it started getting just two. No. Two is by far the best because that's where Lena Olin comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, three is okay. Um, it does suffer from JJ Abrams syndrome of he started something where he didn't know where it was going to go, <coughs> lost, and mm-hmm. um, then tried to make something make sense after he like he was just like oh you know room 47 and, boop, 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 right. and it's like oh shit now i need to make it all make sense weren't they also and trying to pretend she wasn't pregnant that season no she was no i know she was but weren't they trying to pretend like no she was pregnant in the show in the show she was also pregnant yeah yeah i remember there's some scene where i'm like she's clearly pregnant she's wearing like 
high-heeled, over-the-knee boots kicking somebody's ass. Fast forward to me being, I don't know, four months pregnant and just being like, I can't move or do anything for myself. This is awful. Oh, my God. I just remember. Alias did not prepare me for this. I just remember when you were pregnant with first daughter, you were very pregnant at this point. Um, Not that it matters either way because you got to do what you got to do. But like hugely pregnant. But you were very pregnant. We were walking to get lunch or something. And you're like, I got to sit down. And I was like, are you okay? And you're like, my lungs are being compressed in such a way that no, I'm not. And I remember us sitting down in front of the fire station. Yes, yes, yes. And being like, I'm like, are you, I'll go get you something. What can I do for no, you? Not the like, only time. I was well acquainted with that bench in front of the fire station. I sat there many, it was like <laughs> two blocks from my office and I couldn't make it further than that. It was awful. And you know, Some of the episodes of, and that's why we drink right before Christine went out on maternity leave. She, I remember reading one of her listener emails and someone was like, oh yeah, we could tell you sound pregnant. She's like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, I know exactly what that means. It means you can't like take a full breath is what it means. Cause yeah, you're so pregnant. Like, yeah, your lung, your lung volume is, is squished. I just, not that, I mean, I'm not super stupid, but when like, Lizards, when one of your close friends is like one of your first friends to be pregnant, and if you haven't experienced pregnant people in your life before, like none of my cousins had kids at this point, anything like that, I was just like, what do I do? And you're like, I literally can't do anything. This baby is crushing my lungs. Unless you can move this baby, my lungs are just going to need to figure out a way. We're just going to sit here. Like, fine. And I was like, you're going to die. At least if I was going to die with the fire station with the EMTs right <laughs> there, true. right? Very like, jeez. Yeah, but, and yet, Jennifer Garner, kicking ass, taking I, names, defeating the I bad do guys. Remember, I do remember she was pregnant before they made her pregnant on the show. So, like, mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. like as soon as she was, like, revealed to be pregnant, she was very big. And it's just yeah. like, that's not how pregnancy works. <laughs> but, anyway. It does in my nightmares when I... <laughs> wake up in a cold sweat i will still have those where i'm like in my dream i'm like oh, shit i'm pregnant how did that happen and the next day i'm like eight months pregnant yeah and like can't breathe again and with quick with quadruplets <sighs> Look, um, if i have a surprise yeah. third baby i already know <laughs> their name is going to be merriweather because that's just what it's going to be everybody just like the the disney fairy we pre-announced that yeah on uh not making it happen, not bringing it into the universe, just saying. Um, if that's a plan, if Meriwether becomes like the plan, I better be let known. Um, you would you would be the, the second person to know. As I hold up three <laughs> fingers here, I was like, the second person to know. Me, um, Super and Katie. Katie. Um, then the girls. But that is, I mean, seriously, those are like... Having children is wonderful, but thinking about having a baby at this point in my life is terrifying. Like, I don't, A, I don't think my body would ever recover. B, have none of the stuff. Right. C, I mean, because the girls are older. The girls are older. And see, thinking about, like, trying to get back on a daycare waitlist, like, makes me break out into a cold sweat. Not to mention having to save for another college tuition. And I don't even have... (laughs) I don't even have an NBC talk show that I can just happen to join to make some extra <laughs> tuition cash like candy. Jesus. Oh, Meriwether. Oh, <laughs> Maybe a dog. Yeah. 
this was a fabulous story. Thank you so much. Oh, Listeners, you're welcome. Happy New Year. Happy fucking New um, Year, everybody. Pop a bottle with us. That's right. Go watch Alias. You can stop after season so two. So good. Three. Well, actually, season two ends on a cliffhanger. So you want to do season three. But first then you part of season. Done. Yeah. First part of season three. <laughs> Four and five are sort of like. Um, it's, you know, Michael Vartan was very hot. Oh, God. He was so hot in that show. He's fluent in French. So just like imagine oh. him like speaking French to you. Like Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bradley Cooper, also an alias. Pretty oh, right. Bradley oh, Cooper. Oh, fucking right. Yes. With the worst dye job on his hair. Because well, they it was the time. Oh, yes, but he had very long, he had like long, floofy hair. Yeah. Not long, like Hank, not like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Third Rock from the Sun, but right, like right. Just floofy, floofy hair. Yeah. And they made him bleach it badly because it was like that really brassy. Yeah, it was the like, time though. That was hot in that day. But I, so I'm a, I'm the type of person that watches um, all the commentaries mm. on things because mm-hmm. I love behind the scenes shit. So sure. when it's just someone saying, and this is what we're doing, I'm like, this is boring. But when sure. it's like fucking Greg Grunberg giving secrets from the show, I'm like, yes. So I've watched all the commentaries on my alias DVD sets, love which I still have. Um, and I forget who was saying this, but they made him do it because they thought he, the studio thought he looked too similar to Michael Vartan. True, but that is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing, but they wanted it to be like, oh, the viewers won't be able to tell them apart. Okay, not true. One have long, floofy, bleached hair. No, no. That was the answer. Why couldn't one of them have just gone darker? Like... 2,000 years later. Well, we've been... um, So we just finished Only Murders in the Building. I love that show so much. Did you love it? I loved it. And also the similarities and yet differences with our podcast. Like before they blew... (laughs) Before they blew up and they were like, where's the next episode? Our 13 listeners are looking for it. I was like, yes. Um, So, so, so good. And funny enough, Super Husband was like, I don't think I've heard Selena Gomez talk since she was a teenager. And now she's got like a full on, not just like woman's voice, but like. Her voice is deep. Yeah. Yeah. Like 1940s mid-Atlantic Hollywood accent voice. I was like, I know. She and. I'll be honest with you, I I don't really understand a lot of her music career, but True. she's such a good actress. I great. I and this really puts me in a weird position of like, yes, I did watch these Disney shows, probably <laughs> Wizards of Waverly as an Place. Older person, but she was so good at Wizards of Waverly Place. She has great comedic timing. Bees, was it in the Ramona book? Two thousand years later. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next year. That's right. Follow us on Instagram uh, at Wine Times Pod. You can email us. We always love to hear from you. We've been getting some great lizard uh, comments. Um, So please keep that feedback coming. You can also rate us on Spotify now. Spotify lets you rate podcasts. You could maybe toss us a good review. It'll be super nice. Um, You can also contact us directly. I am at Katie Haas, and I'm this at True Crime Wine 69. And, uh, Thanks for being here with us. Come pop a bottle with us next time. Bye.